Welcome to On The Whistle, Africa's biggest braai. And you know what? Today, we don't need to fire up the coals to get hot because it is a heat wave in Europe. I'm your host, Zain Nabi, and joining me in the hot seat around the smoldering braai is Courtney Freeze, the Premier League winner from Manning Rangers, reigning Spirit Cup champion from Bellariki in Essex. Courtney, how are you doing today, my good man? Zane, very happy to be here. It is steaming hot in England. I don't know what is wrong with this country. I came here for bad weather. It is as hot as being in Durban. I hate it. <laughs> and we know you don't like Durban. Talking about liking Durban, I'm incredibly excited. We have one of our own, a Durbanite, a man who's gone and achieved all over the world. He's one of Orlando Pirates' new signings. Miguel Tim, welcome to the podcast. We're so happy you're here with us today. How hot is it where you are in the world? Uh, nice to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, my brother put me in touch, obviously, and he spoke good things, so I'm happy to be here. Weather-wise, it's the winter sun, as you can see. My work burns on my forehead, but... Not, not as hot as you guys have been that side. Absolutely. And listen, we so appreciate you being here as the team is in the preseason, getting ahead, getting ready for what's going to happen. You're at the Mighty Sea Robbers, the, 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 the yeah. Soweto Giants. Um, before I get going with my questions, because I might hog the mic, I'm going to start off with Courtney Freeze, who's interviewed your brother for one of our podcasts and is going to kick yeah. off our interview with you today. Miguel, once again, fantastic to have you on. Last season at Gallants, you had a fantastic season, played a large number of games, and you were in really good form. Did you anticipate a national team call-up towards the end of the season? Honestly, no. It's, it hasn't really been something on the top of my list. But I know people within my circle and obviously coaches that I've been working with these past seasons, not mentioning names, but obviously felt a few of us in my team, my previous team, should have at least got an opportunity to be part of the setup. But personally, no. Um, like uh, the team I was at was a new team, Maruma Kellen. So my goal was just to try and help the team grow as a brand and make it more popular in the country. Take us to your story of signing for Pirates, Miguel. Tell our global audience out there, whether they're listening in Lagos, whether they're listening in Polokwane, whether they're out there in Cairo, because we have people who listen all over the world. How did you sure. come across to Pirates? Tell us that story. How did it, how did it all come together? Um, it actually happened very sudden. Um, we obviously were one of the last teams to play because of the Nedbank Cup final. So I was still by extra two weeks at work compared to the other teams that had already closed. And uh, during season, I don't really pay attention to me. I don't read much into the papers and whatnot. But obviously, I, I heard a few things as the months went by and as we made progress in the tournament and... The, the performances we're putting in the league. The cup final came, but obviously we didn't win. And 
it, 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 it was so sudden because I had obviously my cut, my contract was coming to an end and we hadn't really sat down with the club to extend. So my first thing was to travel back to Polokwane where I was based and um, clear out the apartment I was in. Not really knowing what was next, but I was confident that uh, I had a good enough season to to see myself and probably a big organization, not or not really specific. And so obviously I spoke with my wife, spoke with my brother and my parents, and that was the, the route I took, went to Polokwane, packed and cleared out my apartment. And funny enough, on my way home, <laughs> the Sunday evening, I was about two hours or hour and a half out of Johannesburg, and I received a call. Um, I obviously was driving and I, I wasn't really paying attention because we just lost the night before. So I brushed the call off. I was like, no, I'm busy. I'm driving. And I didn't know who it was. They introduced themselves. Tell the truth. You thought Courtney was phoning from the On The Whistle podcast. <laughs> I'd like to know who was on the call. Who was on the call, um, Mika? I was getting to that. But in, I didn't know it first, like I said. It was a number that was not saved. So that's why I, I normally don't answer those calls. I turned, I obviously turned the in the call again 10 minutes later. And then I realized, okay, this person is persistent. And they just asked for me to lend an ear and hear me out. And when am I arriving in Johannesburg? So I entered, she, she obviously knew who I was. It's a lady, which is now my agent, Bashir Michaels. Um, we, we, we set a date to meet. And um, good conversations, and she obviously knew more than I knew um, coming to me. And um, the discussions we had were good, even though it was a short space of time. I, I was very attracted to her as a human being because she was very honest and open with me. She knew a lot about me. And I, I wasn't contracted to any agent at the time. Um, I looked after myself throughout the whole of last season. So I was open to to sitting down, and this is how this came about. It, it was after that the, the talks went well, proceeded with her, and yeah, sit in front of you guys. There's an Orlando Pirates player. Moral of the story: answer calls from no caller IDs. I have to ask you, <laughs> but I, I got two more questions before I'm going to swing it to Courtney. But I mean, what is it like? having to manage yourself for the season when you didn't have an agent? I mean, is that unnecessary pressure? Did you enjoy the empowerment? What was that like? I, at first I was skeptical because I'd done this, I had an injury before the season started and I just felt I had enough time to sit while I was doing my recovery just to reshuffle what's going on in my life. And that was the one of the decisions I took with my family that I've played uh, enough seasons as a professional and I, I'm kind of familiar with the ins and outs. I had a good relationship with Maruno Gallon, so I didn't have any issues with picking up the phone to speak to the chairman and all the other people uh, at the club. So it, it made sense to me that I, I don't really need someone. Um, my relationship was very clear with the club, so I was like, okay, I can do this on my own. And going forward, just put the trust and 
like I say, the, the platform is at the end of the day, the soccer field. So in my mind was to, to put the work in because at the end of the day, that's what sells. Um, your, your product is on the pitch. I made sure to put in the work all the time, um, continuously improve and like I said, block out the noise and whatever people are saying because I didn't really have any direct contact with people. So people would speak or papers and whatnot, but a lot of the time it wasn't me. I didn't, I didn't hear of it directly. So it wasn't, it wasn't too hard on that, on that behalf. Um, and I always felt if someone really needed to contact me, they would find, they would find a way to get a hold of me, which is what ended up happening. So overall, I was confident what I was doing because I always, um, like I say, go to the people in my small circle and we break it down together and come to uh, common common ground and conclusion to the way forward. I almost feel like a, a, a bit of a Rod Tidwell story out of Cherry Maguire. You know what I'm saying? I can almost, yeah, show me the money. Rod Tidwell in the background with no agents, <laughs> cutting forward, you know, confidence. I don't need no agents. I'm strong in mind. Ah, oh, come on, Miguel. Lovely, lovely yeah. story. That, your, that was the idea, yeah. Your Cuba, your Cuba Gooding Jr. moment, you know. But I want to bring it to Pirates for a minute, <laughs> Miguel. Um, there's been a lot of movement this offseason. And we've even seen, you know, somebody like future Hall of Famer, Happy Jele, on his way out. I mean, it feels like a real changing of the guard. It feels like this is the start of a new project, a new era do you get that sense now that you're with the team that this is the start of a new dawn? I I do. Um, there's still quite a few players that are still here from the previous group. So we come in as a new players, um, and obviously they lead the way um, to help us fit in well, which they've all been. You're very welcome. Um, we all feel at home, and I feel very confident at the moment. I know we haven't, I haven't kicked the ball yet for the club, but my feelings are very strong, and um, I hope and I believe we're working towards changing fortune at the club. I, this is a massive club, and it deserves way more than what what they've been getting in the previous season. So I. I I'm really working hard to contribute. Whether it's one percent, it's it's better than zero. But um, yeah, I'm optimistic about um, what uh, we can all do as a club going forward. Miguel, you said it in your own words. This is one of the most biggest clubs in the country. Massive following, massive history. What are your targets for the new season? You come to a big club, there's only one thing to challenge for everything that's on offer. It sounds cliche, but that's the fact of the matter. It's not only in South Africa, it's all around the world. Um, all the big teams are expected to win. And I think it's, it's, it's a positive pressure. If you work um, in a good environment, I don't see why we can't move in a collective direction. 
with a common goal and work towards this in challenging. We know there's been dominant a, a dominant team over the past few years. It doesn't mean we can't um, build something special and try and challenge to 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 become uh, one of the top teams again and challenge for all the, the cups that's on show this season. I like the point when you say challenge for everything. That is such a nice phrase. You know, uh, sundowns are challenging for absolutely everything. Yeah. And it needs special, special players to get out there and make a difference. Now, looking at your yeah. game, which parts of your game do you think you want to improve on so that you can even contribute more to this season coming up? First of all, I've taken a upon myself as a new player to I need to learn about my players what their strengths are and how I fit into their game it's a team sport at the, at the end of the day um, so I first of all want to see how I can contribute and, and improve the players around me and then like you say on, on my behalf in my game I'd like to contribute to more goals more assists I know my position doesn't say that's what's required, but I think in the modern day, uh, you you require to do the job at both ends of the field. And I think with the way we're trying to do things, I think it's it's very possible. Obviously, it's going to take a lot of work individually, which I'm willing and I have started to do. So hopefully, I'll bear the fruits as the season goes along. Now, you guys have, as Zane spoke about this a bit earlier, there's been a lot of movements in the team. A new coach has come in. Uh, things have changed a lot. What has he been like in preseason and how has he helped the team's preparation for the new season? Um, a good energy, um, a calmness. There's a camaraderie amongst ourselves and um, obviously implementation of how we're trying to play as a team and function, which is what preseason is for. And I think we're all adapting well so far. There's still uh, enough time to, to grasp these methods um, before the season kicks off. And I think we're on the right track at the moment. You know, um, before speaking to you um, today, Miguel, we, our homework that we have to do on your position you play and you play this defensive midfield role you put in a lot of games last season uh been very influential on your team and then you go to this big team orlando pirates which has a history of great defensive midfield players if you think of the likes of john mueti dumisangobe innocent Mwango, and i think the best midfielder the country's ever produced tabum gomeni one of the best and we who we've actually had the privilege of having on this show. Who yes. would you think you are more closely likened to in regards to those Pirates legends? I want to be associated with the one who, who's won the most trophies. <laughs> well, that, that's so going to be John Moetti. That's going to be John yeah, Moetti. comes to mind, yes, the Champions League. He comes to mind. Tom Gomeni had a few good seasons. Andile Jali, respectfully, has done a lot for the club. So it's not about egos, it's, it's just the facts. Um, 
it's inspiring to me um, uh, to see what I, I could achieve if I do the right thing, if I apply my mind and um, give 100%, block out the noise and, like I said, give my all to the team because this club is more than an athlete. It's, it goes deeper than supporters. It goes generations before me, generations before the current supporters. So that's all in my mind when when I think of this club and when I represent this club. It's it's not just about self-glory. It's about making the people happy. They've supported this club before I was born and it'll continue when I leave here. Miguel, growing up, was there an Orlando Pirates player you grew up admiring? Um, and if so, who was it and why did you admire that person? It doesn't have to be in your position. Um, I liked whatever my brother liked, to be honest. He was, he was a person I looked up to. So I really enjoyed, funny enough, Steve Lecolaire on the wing. He had a lot of... The players. legs of thunder! <laughs> no, no, no. They... No. <laughs> they um, Getting confused here. Yes, you are. Steve Lecolea. Uh, small yes. midfield dynamo, right-sided midfielder. Tricky, very quick. Yep. Almost Tabo Muki-style build. Yes, Thank yes, you for the catch. Uh, got the crowd off, off their feet, a lot entertained, and also with a lot of winning mixed in there. So he comes to mind most of the time. Just like I said, I, I, I liked a lot of what, uh, what my brother liked because I, I spent most of my time following him or I was with him. So him. The Soweto Derby is the highlight of the season. If you're a Pirates man, if you're a Chiefs man, if you're a fan, I mean... Have you thought about making your debut in the Soweto Derby? And, and what would that mean to you to play in it if you had that opportunity? I'm going to be honest, no. I have not thought about the Soweto Derby yet. I, I want to win every game. For this. this club deserves to win every match that they play in. And that's my goal, to win as much as possible. It, it doesn't matter whether it's a derby or not. Obviously, when the time comes, it's going to be special. You, you're going to get that feeling because of the hype in the country. But obviously, it needs a calm mind and a positive energy to obviously perform at, your, at the best of your abilities at such occasions. So I probably will look forward to it when the time comes. But for now, working towards our first game and just positive results every week. You talk about building for that first game. Something you mentioned earlier to Courtney was how we have sundowns in the Premier Soccer League really setting the benchmark. They've built a dynasty. They're dominating domestically. They're challenging in Africa. You've spoken about Pirates wanting to fight in all fronts, wanting to challenge for trophies. How is it that this juggernaut that is sundowns can be stopped? Um, it needs to, it takes some honesty because you don't like to admit it to your opponents, but it's the facts. I think once you accept that that's what's happening, you can then plan ahead and build as a, as a club and as a team 
to close the gap whether it, it might not happen immediately but if you realize that each season or every few months the gap is closing you know there's progress and you're moving in the right direction so it takes a lot of honesty and and then hard work it's it's not it's not impossible if we do the right things we we can work towards it and i, I don't see a problem at this club doing that Miguel, playing for Orlando Pirates will always bring you the recognition of the national team. It'll put you in that frame, in that space, on that platform, major games, major crowds. I can foresee, looking at the current setup, your potential of maybe getting a national team call-up. Will we still get an interview after your first game? 100%. I mean, humility and gratitude has got me this far and um, I don't think I'm going to change the way I am. And like you say, if it happens, I'll, this is the first interview we do because this, this is where the good luck is coming from. <laughs> no, we just wish you all the best, you know, because you, the important thing is it just represents the province that we come from. We come from Natal and there's been a lot of yeah. Natalians that have played for the national team, but it's never an easy path to get into coming yeah. from the Tal, or even coming yeah. from the Eastern Cape, like Tabum Gomeni was saying to me yeah. last week, you know. More so, yeah. More so. But quality is quality, and we just wish yeah. you to flourish as much as possible and and um, celebrate the Natal brand as much as possible. Um, so, no, all the good, all the best to you, man. Um, just moving on. So we just got a few more questions we'd like to ask, and um, you've been very generous with your time. So the questions we have are uh, something we call a quick fire. So the first one I'd ask okay. is, can you say, why do you love football? Um, I started playing when I was small, so for, for kicking potatoes in while my mother's cooking, clearly they knew what what's coming because obviously I was a toddler doing that stuff. It brings me happiness. It's, it's all emotions, good, bad. When you win, you lose. You you feel all emotions as a human being. Um, teaches you discipline, uh, respect, humility, gratitude. And if you if you use the right tools, it can make you a a, a top human being. For other people, other people look up to you. You could be an example to a lot of people that you might not know. Like I say, if you carry yourself in the right manner, you could be changing other people's lives. So that that's what makes me happy. Which is your favorite city to play football in, and why? I have to change now. <laughs> it's Orlando Stadium, <laughs> but um. I felt um, happy playing the Telcom knockout final in Durban. Moses might be the obvious reasons. I was just, I wish my parents could have been there. They're obviously living in the States now and my, my brother. So that was the only thing that was missing from that final. I had my wife there. So yeah, it'll be Orlando Stadium and Durban, obviously. What is your favorite food? Mutton curry and roti. Hey! Johnny's, 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 
Johnny's. Right. Go on. Where's your favorite place? If you were Where's to give someone, place? who, what, what would you tell someone? Where would they get the best mutton bunny roti? It used to be a wrap it up cafe, which I haven't been in a while in Durban. I don't know how it's doing now, but wrap it up's good. My mother. My mother. My no, mother. I like that. You have to come. You have to go to my mother's house. Go and buy all the way to America. Now. Hey, this so <laughs> thinks we got matcha. <laughs> Oh no! I thought you were gonna say Johnny's man on the hill there, there in, in Sydney. No, I haven't been. I haven't been in a long while. That's, since my parents are gone, even then it wasn't. It wasn't as frequent. But when it was, it was with them. So. But no, I I can vouch for wrap it up. Wrap it up's good. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, what was your most memorable football initiation? I didn't have one. <laughs> none. Everyone has to sing. No, Are you telling me you haven't sung, Miguel? Come on. I've danced, but we can all dance. Most of us can dance. Oh, Honestly, what? I know there's singing and I've seen it happen lately, but I think it was when I signed up Marisburg. Just a small dance in the circle. Did you do the Macarena? <laughs> That's what Courtney would have done. <laughs> you signed at Marisburg United, my hometown team. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why are you proud to be African? Um, we very unique. Um, we have a, a, a sense of humor. Like the country's been going through a lot, but we still see the humor in it. Especially South Africa, we use a lot of humor to get through our troubles. Um, and I think we we're strong. We we're very strong. We'll, we always overcome whatever issues come our way and we get over them mostly with humor it sounds funny but it, it helps a lot to see the funny side of things and next thing you know that problem has passed and you we've all moved on M miguel can you tell me how you see the funny side of what south africans call load shedding but what everyone in the rest of the world will call power outages or power cuts a funny story, my coach obviously is a foreign guy. Um, so, so they warned, the team manager warned him. He was taking a shower at the hotel and he said, boom, <laughs> after a few seconds, everything was out. So now I think he knows the story now. But yeah, it's, it's weird to him. Like I said, when you come here, you're obviously going to learn about it. Hopefully that gets sorted out. Best player you've played with and why? Didier Drogba. We all, we all know why. Now, was I that at Phoenix Rising when you played with him? Yeah. You know? yeah. Tell us about yeah. that. What was it? Because he, is he a part owner or how, how does it work with he was, it? He was still playing. He was still playing at the time. You obviously did have a share of the club, but you were still active. There was also Sean Wright Phillips, Jordan Stewart, Peter Ramage. They were all Crystal Palace, Chelsea players. But uh, they were all humble. If you obviously didn't know them, you, you wouldn't say that they've achieved what they've achieved. Worked as hard as everyone else and you could see the business on the field. When you, when you needed something, you know to give the ball to. 89, 90th minute, you need an equalizer. Give the big man. Give him the free kick. It's in. Jeez.
you know, that's the oh. best humble brag I've heard. Drog, uh, the best you've I've played with, Drogba. <laughs> I, I, I can't let this go. You were so close up to the big man. What made yeah. him so good? Or was there, I mean, any advice he gave you about your career that you remember? Share with us, share with us. <laughs> Not advice, really. He, he treated me like a senior. I already played a lot of seasons in the KSL, so... I had the experience already. It was. I enjoyed playing with him. His his movement, his game intelligence, and his instinct for scoring was top notch. That's what stood out for me. Like I said, when you needed something, and it, it was effortless. It wasn't. It didn't have to be a run or anything. It could be a turn, a snapshot, a free kick, where another player think he might score. You give him the ball. If you're giving him the free kick. You probably know you're going to get the equalizer. Sean Wright Phillips was the same thing. Uh, saved us a lot of points with late equalizers, especially in our home games. 90 minute, 91st minute, give him, put him through, go. So it's just the instinct um, for knowing where the goal is, both of them. Wow, finally, how would you like to be remembered one day? Uh, a good human being. Um, hopefully, when I'm done playing, I I learn more about the people that I've inspired. Because I don't really have time to interact. I'm, I'm always busy. But hopefully, when everything settles, when you're done playing, you get to hear and interact with the people more and hear about how you've maybe changed their lives in a positive way. It doesn't even have to be on the field. Um, I could have inspired with being persistent in what I was doing, um, consistently working hard, because I, I didn't start at the top. I, I built up a bit, I dropped off a bit, but I, I kept working hard. And I, and I hope um, seeing those actions or seeing my progress shows that there was a lot of um, um, hard work and persistence in what, in what I was doing. Miguel, thank you for joining us on the pod. I wish you well when the season begins on August the 6th, if I'm correct, against yeah. Morocco Swallows, or Swallows, as they're known now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Soweto derby. <laughs> no, don't put it. Everything. <laughs> the Dube Bears will be looking to fly high. We wish you well this season. We hope it all comes together. Um, and listen, if you're listening out there to our pod, wherever you are in the world and you want to find out Anything about us, make any suggestions, come find us on social media, OTW underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or just search for the On The Whistle podcast on YouTube and Facebook. We're there. Please leave a rating, leave a review, leave a comment. It helps people find the show. Miguel, once again, thank you for joining us. From Courtney and myself, welcome to Africa's biggest braai. We can't wait to see you in person. We can't wait to break bread. And we can't get to get those lamb chops, steak, and bourrevos going. We wish you well, good sir.